Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of December 14th, 2022, and I'm back in the studio with my regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons. Both Justin and Ken are from American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome back to the podcast, gentlemen. Thanks, Molly. In there, Molly. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, you know, there's really only one important thing for me to say today, and that's happy birthday, Ken. Are you having a super califragilistic day? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. I don't know how I managed this, but I was born on my dad's birthday. Perfect. And so I just I just took him out to lunch. We had some bacon cheeseburgers and laughed mm-hmm. about some things and that got good. back to the office maybe 15 minutes ago, ready to give the listeners a good podcast. You know me. No rest for the wicked, right? awesome well i hope you continue to have a great day and you know me i like to celebrate birthdays for like entire weeks so have a great birthday week and maybe this will be a little highlight in the middle of it absolutely thanks boy all right well let's jump in and start with the regular update on the lumber market over the last couple of weeks does the birthday guy go first or justin yeah i I would love to take it first um out of the west fur species dug fur him fur white fur and green dug fur Trending similarly to the last time we talked a couple of weeks ago, uh, where we left off, I remember saying that cord stock was prone, it was poised for a price correction, and web stock was starting to firm back up. Totally the case. I've been trading both those products every day since. Cord stock is bleeding by the minute, not in huge chunks, but um, you know, if you accidentally missed your supplier's phone call and called them back. Three hours later, you might accidentally stumble into a discount there. Happened with me and one of my folks this morning. Web stock, I've been really aggressively making offers to try and get the price down, and mills are holding their ground pretty firm. Um, and mostly because I would say 75% of web stock on the market comes from stud mills, and stud prices got so cheap that there's just not really a lot of negotiating room left in the price. I mean, a lot of mills are producing studs below their costs and therefore the web stock which they're aiming to make is also at a cheap price that they're not really too enticed in lowering especially when there's some mill downtimes coming up for christmas and new years and not a lot of production to round out the year so web is firm still still very affordable i don't want to make it sound like it's you know some luxury item right now it's cheaper than i've seen it in years and court stock is is drifting down and really when i talk about those court stock grades I would say it's the MSR grades, 1800 and want a better, little bit of select structure. The high grade MSR, 2400, 2550, that kind of thing is still firm. It's not eating like the weaker MSR high grade cord stock grades are. And trading activity is, is healthy, seasonal, of course. We're in sure. the middle of December, yeah. um, but we're moving it every day. The, the trade is alive. Good. That means everybody's still busy, I hope. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised, not surprised, but thankful to hear that a lot of folks have um, have adjusted their prices and captured a lot more business over the last few weeks. Things are looking good for my desk. That's excellent. Justin? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess to Harkin Ken's point, you know, steady, you know, there's orders out there. Guys are staying relatively busy. With that said, there's a lot of uncertainty about first part of the year and, and sure honestly, all through 2023. A lot of unknown, of course, but um, it doesn't uh, 
doesn't feel as though um, really bo- most folks are going to change the way they've been purchasing their lumber, which I've been saying it's, you know, when I see dirt, that's when I pick up the phone. That seems to be the mantra right now. And well, we've thrown around, you know, this, the, the, the investment levels, right? It's a term that we, we use when prices historically get to a certain point where it's like, wow, like you could never get cheaper than this. And, you know, this is an investment level. And really, there are, there are a couple things out there across the market that you could make that case on. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you brought that case uh, to the jury, um, they're saying no thanks if you, in, you know, in most cases. So the market throughout the South and Yellow Pine in particular, feel like we came into Thanksgiving and everybody's thinking about, oh, a brick. And they, they looked at Thanksgiving and kind of turned, closed the PO books for the, for, for the most part. And, and then they never got opened back up. And now we're just, everybody's talking about Christmas and how excited they are just to, whether that's a sawmill or, you know, a customer, like a wholesaler, whoever, they're like, oh man, I'm ready for a little break. I'm ready for a few days off. I mean, I think you and I were chatting about that. We just that said before. that, yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody's just kind of ready for a break. And so, um, but that that is also seen throughout the marketplace. And uh, if you look at, obviously, keep an eye on random like, um, that's telling the story with that downward pressure and mills are struggling to find um, liquidity. Now, with that said, there's orders out there. They're few and far between. You've got to stay aggressive from our standpoint with our customers and uh, fighting for those orders. And then, of course, they want them very quick. But a lot of folks, obviously, with gear and inventories are really focused on that first part of the year. And uh, now with that said, I do see a bright spot. You know, Ken, Ken saying, hey, I think it's going to be pretty dead and quiet, at least out of the West over the next couple of weeks. I think there's going to be a mix. If I look at our sales day after day to start this oh, week wow. and, and over 100 sales confirmed orders the first two two days of the week. Those aren't record-breaking by any means, but you know, we're dead quiet and when they might turn the lights off in this place at 30, 40, we're breaking records and it's going to the, the moon. Sounds it's good. 200. If we're scaling in that 100 to 150 range, we're doing something right and, and we're taking some lumber and, and that's where we're at right now. But I do think we're going to find pockets of liquidity and we're going to see some folks step in personal belief over the next couple of weeks, placing those orders for the first part sure. of the year. Um, and having some wood start to hit them in that first week of January. I also think that you've got guys that have been out shorting the market and they've short orders for the last 30 days. Sure. Again, dating back to Thanksgiving, they've got to kind of pay the piper and fulfill those orders and get them shipped out. So I think we'll see some sort of, you know, some level of support happen. Is it enough pressure to stop the bleeding in its entirety? Every day that goes by, you know, with Ken's point, it's like, no, I don't think so. You know, I think we might find, you know, it's like, oh, thank God it, it stopped for a second. Do I think we're going to get a lot of lift? I just don't see it. I don't see it through January. And it could be wrong, of course. Right now, it feels like we're grinding, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're shifting gears with no clutch. Um, there's no catalyst. There's nothing to really spur us. Every, every shift is difficult. So. We'll see what the first of the year brings us, but it definitely feels like all eyes are on Christmas and a little holiday break. As far as overall costs, too, when you look at the the price of lumber in the South, everything is very, very tight-knit and close together. It doesn't matter if it's 2 by 4 number 2 through 2 by 12 number 2 So everything's really clumped together right now, but um, nothing is 
is really holding its own yeah. outside of MSR grade. Those Definitely. continue to be tight. I know we've been saying that for like, feels like a year plus or maybe longer. No change there. Yeah, but um, everything's pulling back and pricing though, when you look at that um, curtailments, right? So, well, pine mill is going to curtail pricing. The answer is no. I mean, um, they're not. Um, they're 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 a way along with from a overall cost uh, basis to turn off the sawmill. So, don't look at any okay. of that. You will have some scheduled holiday downtime, of course, with folks out and okay. shutting the mill down. But outside of that, nothing changing there in terms of uh, production in the south. Okay. You guys are answering my questions before I can even ask them. That was definitely on my list to talk a little bit about what downtime we might expect, but it sounds like nothing out of the ordinary and nothing really market-driven at this point. So that sounds like it's good news. Well, with that said, that's in, yeah. the, in the South. I wouldn't be surprised to see some curtailment announcements out of Canada. Okay. That was in between our podcast time with my memory surgeon, Greg, yeah, because last week, Can4 announced another curtailment of 150 okay. million okay. board fee. Okay. All right. That's so again, not oh, insignificant. And, and that, that's right. And it kind of created this little buzz and it was more of a buzz. Like, do you think it's going to, could it, would it, should it go up? Maybe, I don't know. I'll take a little bit. Now nah, I don't want that much. I uh, just like, you know, a tiny bit. And then two days went by. I was like, oh, back to. Not so much. Well, yeah. Back to, <laughs> back to where we were. So. Yep, back to the normal, the new normal that we finally, I think we finally get to call it that for a little while. So, well, that's good. Speaking of something that's come up sort of recently since our last podcast, you know, and I'm not sure how much you can speak to this, guys, but I would love to to know what you have to say. We've we've had some component manufacturers that have been expressing some concerns slash maybe having some issues with something very specific. And that is that when lumber gets cut into shorter lengths, you know, we're probably talking less than eight feet, right? So fives, six, sixes, sevens, um, web stock, you know, that kind of thing the grade stamp gets cut off, right? Like if you're, you you stamp a piece of lumber and then you cut it into another shorter length, you don't lose that grade stamp. Um, but that can be a problem for a variety of reasons in the manufacturing environment. And so one way for component manufacturers to ensure that they're not running into any issues is to have a very clearly marked grade stamp, you know, grade information on the invoice and then maybe also on the unit packaging somewhere. You know, is that, common? Is that something you're familiar with mills doing? How do our guys ask for mills to do that? I have so many questions, but I'll start with that. Like, where, where do we go with that? I mean, when we talk about webstock short, and I'm going to generalize webstock as shorter than eight foot lumber, right? Right. Sure. I, some, some of my guys buy eight, 10, 12 foot lumber as web and cut it up and that's cool too. Sure. Just normal grade stamped, whatever. Um, so comes from two places. Stud mills make web sock because it's the seven, six, five, four feet material that did not make it into their eight, nine, 10 foot pre-cut studs. And then there's remanufacturers who will take the mentioned products, cut it. And then like, for example, 16 foot's typically a premium in the lumber market. 20s very often are cheaper out in the West, of course, not exactly an East thing. So you can take 20s, cut off four feet, make a 16 footer that is a premium price in the marketplace. And then you're left over with four foot trims. Those naturally don't have one little asterisk on that. Most of the mills that we work with out here in the West, I mean, we do produce web stock ourselves. We manufacture it at American, which is something not a lot of people know. But the mills that we are buying that material from do double stamp the wood for us. So both okay. sides of the, the, say you have a 20 footer, both sides do have a stamp. So when you cut it, you're cutting Got with it. a stamp. Right. So uh, 
If it comes from a stud mill, you're not going to worry about it. They will stamp it as it rolls through the mill. If you buy from a manufacturer, they could ask the mill to double stamp it. It's not terrible nuisance to have a mill do that. And a lot of mills out West do it automatically. Okay. That being said, now, if you're getting, say you are using the remander or you're getting wood that doesn't have a stamp on it, whoever sold it to you, I believe legally has an obligation to tell you exactly what it is and where it came from. In print, in writing. (laughs) Couldn't have that totally wrong. I mean, the lumber business is gorgeous in the fact that, you know, a handshake or a a verbal agreement really is diamonds and lumber are the only two industries like that. But um, (laughs) your supplier should be able to provide you exactly what it is. And I know most sawmills are nearly always happy to provide certification of grade. Right. And maybe it's not for the exact load that they shipped you, but they could definitely, they could certainly do it for the run of wood they're put, putting through the mill. Kind of compared to a similar industry, right? Pallets is similar to the truss component sure. manufacturing industry in the fact that it's just a, a manufacturing of wood products. Um, same problem there, right? Teeny little pieces of lumber going into, you know, 48 inch stuff doesn't have stamps. The mills and heat treating is the, the important thing there. Grade doesn't matter as much because you're not holding up a house, you're holding up a pallet of Ritz crackers or whatever it might be. But the mill will give you an HT certification. Same going with web stock for trusses. The mill could provide a grade certification from what that lumber was produced from. Okay. So if, if it's not available, if you ask your supplier, it should be available. If you ask your supplier and they can't provide it, I would find a new supplier. Yeah, I mean, I think the certification of grade is a little broader scope and certainly something that I could imagine a, a place for and certainly something that our, I'm sure some of our guys use. But I think on a, you know, on a unit by unit basis, the goal would be to have the wrapper and the invoice for the lumber that's coming in have that information on it. So it sounds like asking the question, asking for it shouldn't really be super far out of scope for anybody from really any perspective, whether you're a mill or you're a seller. So, OK. All right. Well, that answers my questions for the day. And we are coming up on time. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap up? I would like to point out that this is our last live lumber podcast. I'm using finger quotes that the people can't see. Uh, Live podcast for 2022. We will have a a special episode in between Christmas and New Year's. So this is your last chance to to give everyone an idea of what's going to happen through the end of the year. Well, I'd just like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, all of our listeners. Um, we thank you for your support this year and, and uh, keeping us, uh, you know, uh, the SBCA sponsoring this and keeping it going. And um, I love the fact that it's bringing value to people and we've been able to interact with some of our listeners throughout the year. And that's been super special and get feedback. And so, again, I just uh, thank you and uh, wish you and your family uh, the best Christmas and uh, and a happy new year. Outside of that. You know, again, I, I think I kind of touched on what I thought market-wise, and I don't think anything's going to run away from you. You might see some good deals, and if it makes sense and you can get it and the timing works, pop on them. There's some good deals to be had out there. Yeah, similar final words for me. It's funny thinking about BCMC and OQMs and the folks that we see, and um, there's obviously an older generation of people that are starting to have grandchildren, and uh, maybe they're sons and daughters are in the industry and getting married and having kids and um, really cool to see the progression of the group. And as we approach the holidays, I would just say, keep in mind, one of the best gifts that you could give to your loved ones is a truckload of fur cord stock out of, out of Oregon. So um, call me if you need present help. We could certainly do something there. Um, 
wrap it and everything. Yeah, exactly. Paper wrapped, you know, while well, all signing the units. I, I just added that to my Christmas list. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, we can even, you know, put stocking stuffer if you got a big enough stocking. Um, big I'll just stocking. say, yeah, very thankful for all the listeners. I'm excited to see everybody face to face in Phoenix at the end of January. Absolutely. Really looking forward to that. Um, and if you are hanging with us through 18 minutes of this podcast, I appreciate your support. <laughs> I do too. And I think those are great words, guys. Definitely a happy holidays to all of our listeners. And I have one little request if you're making a New Year's resolution this year. Resolve to send us some questions for our lumber experts to answer on our podcast in 2023. You can get to us at podcast at sbcacomponents.com, which I'm pretty sure they say at the very end, but in case you turn it off before the end, the music actually ends, maybe you don't know that. So Send us some questions, send us some ideas. What do you want to learn about the lumber industry that you just don't know? And honestly, it can be anything from the very basic to the very complex, and these guys will do their best to answer. So I encourage you to send us that information and let us get some interesting stuff going for 2023. And I think with that, that wraps up our episode for this week. So Justin, Ken, thank you so much for a wonderful year. All of your continued expertise and enthusiasm. As always, I've enjoyed our time together. I'll be a brief and look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection next year. Thanks, Molly. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. And happy birthday again, Ken. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.